can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. And here we just started the show, and I was mid-sip as as per usual, per usual. And uh, so, hey, welcome to the Talking Pools podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, and I'm here with, I don't even know if I can say his name because it looks like he's in the Witness Protection Program. I can't divulge my name or any details of where I am, but I am part of the Talking Pools podcast. I think this is like unexplained Talking Pools mysteries or, or um, unsolved. I'm sorry, unsolved. Hey, everybody. Mysteries. It's Talking Pools edition because Rudy Stankwitz and Rudy's I'm, I'm here. Blacked out. I'm in the dark. Not, not that I'm yeah, not no. in the know, literally in the dark. Well, like, sh- yes, shrouded in darkness. But I do have a, a candle. And then when you lean far back, you just can't see you at all. Candle is not doing anything. It's not. You might as well just blow that shit out. It's not even doing anything. But a uh, real quick note, though, uh, you sound really loud. Anyway, everybody, welcome to the show. Oh, my ear hurts. We're excited to have you here, whether I'm blowing out hey. Andrea's eardrums or not. We'll fix that in the editing. So I'll try to lower it now, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what see happens. What happens. So these are the trials and tribulations of ever since ever since the uh ever since the incident where I blew out my eardrum in a pool, uh my my hearing has been really Speaking sensitive. of eardrums in a pool, little girl in Colombia swims in a swimming pool, goes home. Is this our new news segment that we're going to do every week? I can neither confirm nor deny what you were saying, Andrea. You've already made me say too much. Little girl swims in a swimming pool, goes home, and within two days, she starts to get a oozing ear infection and a fever. Mm. Eventually, it subsides, but then two weeks later, she can't get out of bed. A week later, she's dead. Ah, autopsy shows amoebic encephalitis, which they believe is due directly to Ooh. Nigleri Fowlery, which we know as the brain-eating amoeba. And that's in that's in the freshwater one because I know that there's it was in a swimming pool. I know there's a I know there's a flesh-eating bacteria that you can get from the ocean, so you got to be careful going to the beach sometimes. Well, there's there's lots of them out there. This this isn't a flesh eating bacteria. It's a little bit different. Flesh eating bacteria is really scary too. We had that one fellow a few years ago mm-hmm. down in Lakeland area was being blamed for a spa that he maintains because one of the residents contracted necrotizing fasciitis from the spa, and it got to the point where they were peeling off skin. They ended up having to remove limbs. Ew. Ultimately, no limbs. And the guy dies. Only during the autopsy was it found that it wasn't a waterborne type of bacteria, which freed the pool service guy and got him off the hook. Hmm. 
But there's a lot of scary things that can happen in water when it's not taken care of properly. And I know we're all in the industry. So don't laugh at the people who take their test kits with them on vacation. Yeah, seriously. Because if you're going to get in the pool, it's a good idea. I mean, don't, you know, you don't need to run the full gamut, but just make sure there's some chlorine in there. Yeah, I that's what I do. Um, I, I take shit for it and I make jokes like, um, our friends, kids, you know, nobody would want to go on vacation with me because it would be like, oh God, Andrea's not going to let anyone go in the pool. But it was like, it just happened way too many times where like, so my friend who, you know, she's not in the industry, you know, I guess bless their, bless her heart. As they say, she totally clueless, but she was like, oh, I think it's a salt pool. And I was like, oh really? Cause you know, typically they're not salt pools. Like I'm not saying they are there's never any salt pools that are commercial pools, but typically they are not salt pools. And I was like, why? How do you know that? And she's like, oh, because the water tasted salty. And I was like, nope, everybody, I got my, I got my whistle. Everybody out, everybody get out, get the kids out, get the kids out of the pool. Like, gross. <laughs> Tasting salty is not an indication of salt water necessarily. That's an indication of a high TDS. So there's a lot of things that taste salty. Combined chlorine. So don't. Don't drink the butt water. That's what it comes down to. People put their asses in that. We've spoken about this before. They put their ass in it. You don't. Don't put it in your mouth. Here's a good rule to follow. If you can't avoid it and you get a mouthful, whether it's salty or not, spit. Don't swallow. I could see algae in the water, too. So Nothing in your mouth. It's just okay. That's had an ass in it. Honestly, I wish that I know what I know about pools back when I was a kid, because I probably wouldn't have swam so goddamn much. Well, people need to live their lives, too. So, I mean, you don't have to be an absolute nut about it, but it doesn't hurt. You already have the tools. You have the knowledge. Why not make sure there's at least a chlorine level in the body of water you're going to let your kids swim in? I loved swimming in the pools. Plus, homeowners are doing it now because the CDC has been encouraging it for several years to take test strips with you on vacation and double check the chlorine level, see if the pH is good before you let your kids go in. I've never heard of a homeowner doing that, but I'm not against it. I've I never it, so. seen one. And they do it They do it to try and test us too, so why not do it to the hotels? <laughs> let them get I've a never seen a homeowner too. do that, but you know what? I know they have been being encouraged to do it, so I'm sure there's somebody out there that's doing this. And again, it's it's for the safety of your family. Don't hmm. you know there's for as many incredible amazing fan fucking tabulous pool service people that listen to the talking pools podcast there are some that don't and those people suck maybe they just haven't heard of us yet and they still have some the good chance ones they have the opportunity i'll say some of them suck not all of them there's some great people out there that i'm sure would listen if they only knew that they should listen i'm sure they will on a different note you tell me you've been in the industry a long long time I've been in the industry a long time. I know a lot of people who have been in the industry a long time. Have you ever had a filter explode on you? Oh, my God. Uh, hold on. No, I have not. That was me knocking on this wooden table. You've never had a filter explode. Although, did you know that that's, that's a... That's a, that's no, a what? That's a fear of yours? No, I was going to say knocking on wood is actually... Never mind. Go ahead. Keep going. It was... I was going to derail. I've never had it happen either. And I saw this case that popped up 
I've bumped filter lids off before. No, this sucker apparently exploded and injured somebody. Yeah, no, I've never had that happen, thank God. I do know a girl who was injured by something that blew up into her face and it knocked her out and she has a scar and she was in the yard unconscious and the neighbor I don't I don't know if it was the filter or something was it due to user error or did it just blow up I don't remember the story no I think she was I guess that's what's going to become of this so let me tell you what's going on here York I think she was doing something with the thing versus Pentair water pool and spa Lawyers Sidney Vanberg and Quarles and Brady entered an appearance for Pentair Water Pool and Spa in a pending product liability lawsuit. So this was filed on September 25th in Kansas District Court by Votava, Nance, and Johnson on behalf of Kevin York, who claims that he sustained injuries after a defective Pentair Clean and Clear Plus pool filter unexpectedly exploded at a residence in Prairie Village, Kansas. Was it like plumbed in backwards or something? That's the only time I've ever heard of that. There's no information. We can only speculate. But I did look into it a little deeper. Well, not the only time, but the most common thing. I did see, and this is where it gives it a little bit more credibility to me, because my first thought was, oh, okay, homeowner. Somebody got hurt. They did something wrong. But looking into this, there is a Kevin York of York Pools in that town. Hmm. So I'm going to guess it's the same person, that this is a pool professional. The guy that owns a pool company had this filter blow up on him. Aside from user error issues, can you think of any reasons why this could have occurred? The cartridge was really, really dirty. I don't know. Is that even possible? I don't think so. I mean. Usually if it's going to blow, it's going to be air pressure, not water pressure. Yeah. Which means. Well, it wouldn't be like back pressure from like the filter being so clogged that the water couldn't go anywhere. So it blew up, right? That's not a thing. Not usually. You don't see that kind of pressure build. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of that. I suppose it could if the element was extremely filthy and we set it up to run 3450 RPMs and it's a three horsepower whisper flow variable speed pump, it could potentially build up a shit ton of pressure. But is that going to blow the tank apart? Usually I've only seen them split seams under those circumstances. So So something to blow apart to the point where it's violent. Well, you said it's a you said it's a clean and clear. Do we know which size? Because where was where we know was nothing. he located? We it was in it was uh, Prairie Village, Kansas. I would call and, and ask him, but guaranteed he's not going to be able to talk about this. So like our guy that got <laughs> shot at. Yeah, he wants to be on the show. Is he allowed to? No. <laughs> so. um, the, I mean, I think a couple of things maybe does the type of filter. So was it a DE? Was it a cartridge? It's a clean and clear plus. It's a cartridge filter. But but what size? Is it a quad or is it a single cartridge? But it sounds like it's probably a quad if it's in Kansas. Because in Florida, the clean and clear is only, well, not only, but the most common one is the 150 or the 200, which I deal with on a on a very regular basis. Right. So you're talking a 420. And I have several 420s also. That's why I was asking you, which one was it? Because a cartridge, like a single cartridge... I I uh, I don't think that the, it could get dirty enough to explode. A, a quad cartridge, if it was put together wrong on the inside. No, we're assuming no user error. Oh, we are. Oh, so I let's assume that. no user error. Yeah, he's one of ours. 
Let's take a look at why this could really happen. Oh, I missed that part. But other than that, that's that's my thing. Other than that, plumbed backwards or the inside put together. Yeah, but you're coming up with all like user error things. Unless you're assuming that he didn't plumb in the filter, somebody else did, and he just paid the price for the error. The only thing I could think of. He could have just picked up the account and somebody else put it back together wrong the last time they cleaned it, which was Possible. probably years ago. Possible. But then is that a manufacturer error? No, that would Again, be a user Again, we're not error. lawyers. So manufacturer error, I I pool people no speculating clue. at this thing that's come up and you know he is a pool pro so we're going to have his back and give him uh the benefit of the doubt obviously and well yeah and like i said it could have been the guy before him because it 90 percent of the so time we don't have we is. don't have an answer here so we're gonna let's do this we'll follow this and then we'll circle back to it later on as more details come up you guys out there in the field you deal with these too so if you can think of any reason why this would have blew apart under normal operation without any user error, let us know. Talkingpools at gmail.com. We want to know. On a different note, the industry is flattening out. Pantera's grown a little bit. I have Hayward. Should I get rid well, of it? Well, that's your call. Again, I am not a financial advisor. It's like I'm just telling <laughs> you the information that I picked up. Listen, so <laughs> Pantera, they're up, but not up a lot. Again, the market has started to correct itself, meaning that it's going back to normal after that boost in the pandemic years, which has definitely caused a big drop in sales. So even though they're still just a little bit ahead of where they were last year, it's something that we should at least be aware of. Hayward's down. They're just down. And on top of that, they're still facing that class action lawsuit. Um. Ooh, so... So we got lawsuits for Pentair and for Hayward. That's right. For different reasons, though. So the Hayward one is because I believe it goes back to that they were accused of padding their numbers during the pandemic years mm -hmm. to make them look more robust than they actually were or immediately following um, the pandemic years. In either case, uh, that's got a lot of people leery. What the lawsuit alleges is that Hayward Holdings and its management had engaged in something called channel stuffing scheme, and this was designed, they're alleging, intentionally to artificially boost Hayward Holdings short-term sales and ownings. They did this by flooding its channel partners, allegedly, with inventory that they did not want or need at a level that outpaced then existing customer demand. So this left Hayward Holdings partners suffering from an inventory glut as a result of this channel surfing scheme that would require a massive destocking in the second half of 2022. Hayward Holdings channel stuffing scheme had cannibalized future sales, materially impairing Hayward Holdings ability to sell to its customers. The demand for pool equipment slowed down which combined with flooding the channel partners with more inventory led to this inventory glut and the need for these channel partners to reduce inventory levels as a result. Hayward. Fluidra provided an update on its third quarter financial results and its full year outlook as trading conditions for them, as have for everybody, been weaker than anticipated in the third quarter. Fluidra now is looking at sales around $520 million, which is down year to date over last year by 7%, and their EBITDA, that's at $95 million. According to them, this is what they had expected. Again, 
Fluidra, like everybody else, is seeing a normalization or, again, a correction of inventory levels across the supply chain and thus the reason for sales being down. I've never heard that in my life. Earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Investors and analysts use the EBITDA as one way to evaluate the company's performance and then its overall profitability. Despite the amount of debt that they carry, and they have paid off a little bit of that debt about, that's just something to watch as well. So right now it's just iffy. We're going to go with that across the board. Iffy on sketchy, the big three, as far as the market looks. Damn it, Jim. I'm a pool guy, not an economist. I'm just telling you what market analysis across the internet have to say about these three folks at this time. So do research it yourself. We should be looking at it to give us an idea of how next year is going to run for our businesses. The big players are going to see it first. Eventually, it'll get to the point where we're starting to notice it out in the field. You've probably already started to notice the amount of people coming to you for new service slowing down. If not, that's fantastic. You may be in a pocket. There may be a lot of you in pockets where that's not even begun to happen yet. That's fantastic. But it is something to be leery of going into 2024. God, I hate this. I just can't. Yeah, like that. You're actually. This is giving like shadow man. You're just speaking in the like darkness. I can't even have my arms. Like you're anonymous. Like you're one of the gang so, members on the prison What's shows. going on in your neck of the woods? Oh, this was fun. Yeah. So they called and they were like, you know, that's fine. They weren't upset about anything, but like they're like, the pool's green. And of course, we're having a party, blah, blah, blah. And they're a normal Tuesday pool anyway. So I got, um, I went there yesterday, like I said, and I did the whole pool. I brushed. It was, it was it was bad. I mean, it wasn't like bad, bad. I I could still see through the water and everything. It was still clear, but there was like algae on the walls and stuff. So I cleaned the filter. Well, when I got there, the pump was off. And the first thing I did was like, all right, well, what's the problem here? And the pump was completely dry. And I, it looked like it had been sitting dry for a little while. That's probably why it had so much algae. Um, so I, was like, all right, the fil- the thing's off. Let me just go ahead and get the filter out. I'll clean it up. So I did. It's a cartridge. It's actually a, a, a oh no, I'm sorry. It's a C1200, not a clean and clear. My bad. Um, but anyway, clean the filter out. I get it started back up and I see some water dribbling out of, I guess, the manifold. I'm I'm not like good with terms like that, but I think that's what it is. But not where the unions are, but like from inside the heater. Interesting. So it was not a lot. Yeah, it was a ream heater, I believe. And it was pretty old. I don't think it works or anything. Great brand. Like that. It looked was like rusty and all shitty looking. Yeah, but I mean it wasn't old, you know. They get old and they get rusty and shit. So anyway, the so there, it wasn't a lot of water. So I was like, okay, well, I, I, I need this pump to run, right? So I'm like, all right, let me just leave it on and I will deal with it when I am done brushing and adding my chemicals and stuff like that. So by the time I got done with all of that, I go back over to the pump to check it out and water is just like spraying out, like just gushing out of this, which I'm surprised that I didn't notice it or hear it. Hmm. hear it while i was cleaning the pool that's freaky 
So anyway, I got it written up. I had to, yeah, I had to turn it off. I had already put the chemicals in and everything. And I'm like, fuck, well, it's going to take like a couple extra days to clear this up. Thank God that they called. Yeah, I was going to say, why are you treating it while it's leaking like a sieve? It wasn't leaking like a sieve when I first turned it back on. It was just like a small leak that I was, like I said, I was going to deal with it at the end of whether or not I was going to turn it off. But now it's leaking like because a sieve. I Because I could have left it on the way that it was leaking. It was not that bad. I could have left it on for at least like a day. But anyway, it turns out I couldn't because it broke and gushed and, you know, was bad. So I had to leave it on. Did you, honestly, did you do something that caused the gushing? Did you make it gush? I mean, did you fuck with it? Did you fuck with it? (laughs) Well, you know, I cleaned cleaned the impeller. (laughs) No, fuck with what? No, I didn't fuck with any. I cleaned the filter and I cleaned the pump basket. It's not fucking with it. Getting tired of being blamed for shit this week, damn it. <laughs> Seriously, no, it wasn't me. I don't I don't didn't touch the heater. So anyway, I got I called the office and I was like, "They, you know, this you guys sent me out here cuz the customer blah 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 and now the heater's fucked." So I went there today and they had gotten the heater running. They just like cut the shit off. That is the technical term for those folks listening who have not heard it before. The heater is fucked. Continue. Please continue. Yes, that is the official diagnosis. Yes. Um, so they cut the shit out. They cut the heater out. They just did a loop around so that um, they could get it running. And then I don't know what the customer is going to do about their heater because obviously it is, as we said, fucked. We do have a listener question this week. If you guys remember, last week we spoke about natural swimming pools, ponds. And I am more than certain that you were able to pick up on the fact that I think they should not be, period. So we did get an email from Alan Schnack. If you remember from last week's episode, I did mention that I had done a podcast with Joe Trusty on poolmagazine.com where he spoke with both myself and Alan Schnack. And I told you that Alan had been at, of BioGuard at one point in time. I couldn't remember the company that he's with now. Now, of course, in this email, I know that it's BioNova. And uh, here, well, I'm just going to tell you, give you the gist of it. Alan says, I don't know why you portray NSPs in such a disparaging light, but I do understand why pool care in the U.S. is the way it is. He goes on to say that NSPs are not a threat to the chemical market and not a threat to the advice that I offer people who do treat chemical pools. Listen, I don't sell chemicals. I'm interested in the truth. That's all I care about. I don't see a body of water that people put their asses into that animals can poop into without being treated with any type of disinfectant or sanitizer whatsoever as being a safe environment for people to swim. However, Alan does state that he's more than willing to chat with me to educate me further on these natural swimming pools. And Alan, if you're listening, I would like to accept that invitation on a podcast. So if you would agree to talk with Andrea and myself about natural pools and defend your position, 
Bring it on. Just let me know when and where. We'll make it happen. Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Jack's Magic Products is your industry leader in identifying, removing, and preventing stains. How? With a range of high-performance, eco-friendly products, keeping pools safe, clean, and ready to use all year round. The Jack's Magic 3-step program is a quick and effective way to remove stains and scaling. First, we identify the problem, then our top quality products will remove the discoloration. Finally, our preventative solutions will keep your pool looking like new for much longer. Get helpful tips and check out our product catalog today at jacksmagic.com. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable, and these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Do you remember when chlorine and acid were impossible to find during the pandemic? The, the only place that anybody seemed to have anything was Leslie's. Did you know that they sell wholesale to the trade? I use that program. The Leslie's Pro program. So there's about 900 of those locations all over the country now. It, well, I didn't know that. That's a lot. They don't keep bankers hours. And they're open a little bit later into the night. And they're open Saturdays and Sundays. But they sell retail. Don't they have their own installers? So does the largest wholesale distributor of pool supplies in the country. They purchased that large chain of retail stores, but also service, installation, and repairs now. I know Leslie's doesn't do service because I know several pool companies, self-included, that were part of the Pro Partner Program, which can provide Leslie's pros with customer referrals for weekly cleanings and chemical maintenance to you. If any of our listeners are interested in becoming a pro partner or the best wholesale pricing Leslie's can offer, visit your local Leslie's retail location or Email commercial at lesl.com. Commercial at lesl.com. Okay, cool. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. Back with your fucking creepy doll room. I put out a question to a group of people, and I asked, which chemical product in the industry was overrated? Can I tell you my answer? Because mine was the correct answer. 
go for it. Clarifier. That's the one that most people came back with. That was the majority. Clarifier. That is the correct answer. Invented by Bob Lowry, right out of college over here at UF. Creates water clarifier, sells or licenses the product. I'm not sure what he did exactly. Makes a million. And then that goes on to be the predominant clarifier in the industry, replacing aluminum sulfate, which had been on the shelves. But can you honestly say you've used it? Well, that's a cool story. Can you honestly say you've ever used it and it worked? I can honestly say that I haven't used it that often. Like I've I've probably used it maybe one or two times and I was like, meh. There's positively charged polymers in this liquid that you're to dilute with water, pour into the pool. And then because it has a positive charge, the dirt, dust, and debris in the pool has a negative charge. It causes them to clump together. Then it gets pulled out easier by the filter or floats to the floor so that you can vacuum it out. I don't think your experience is unique. I believe that, and from what I'd seen in the response to this question, is that is the opinion of a lot of pool professionals that this is a product that they've used, went into it, assuming it was going to work, tried several times, and did not get results. Well, isn't it true that if you add too much, it will make the water cloudy? Like it just kind of has the opposite if you add too much, effect. it won't work. And then the reason for that is if you over ionize the water, the cations will actually have a greater attraction for themselves and the water molecules. That's what we've been told. But apparently, if you add the correct dose. So maybe everybody's just over fucking dosing it. Are you over fucking dosing it? I don't know. I haven't used it in like forever. But we can assume that you added the correct dose, or were you just kind of fucking winging no, it back then? just I probably was winging it. <laughs> then you're saying that this is user error. Again, back to that. So everybody who said that they hate water clarifier, they're just using the fucking shit wrong. That's what you're saying. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I probably used it wrong, but I stand by what I said. Next up on the list, enzymes. Ah, uh, boo. That is the wrong answer. You're all failed. There's some inherent problems with enzyme use in swimming pools. One of them is that chlorine oxidizes enzymes. So if you add enzymes, most enzyme brands to a body of water that has a chlorine level in it, those enzymes will be oxidized and not have a chance to do what you added them to do. They won't have the chance to actually do their job, which is supposed to get all the gook and schmutz out of there so the chlorine doesn't have to worry about it. Is that true, though? Because Jax says that their enzyme is good for chlorine levels. Also, Arenda says that their Arenda does not. Is also, they do. I've read it. I've read them say it. You've read them say it. I saw Harold ma- I saw Harold comment it. Yes. It doesn't say it on the f- fucking bottle. Harold said it. I'm just telling you label instructions, it doesn't say it. So, and I don't care, I mean realistically, chlorine oxidizes enzymes. It might not be immediate. It might be something with the dose or the concentration, but 
you're not getting what you get unless you drop the chlorine level to nada. Nope, nada, zip, nothing. Then why does it work when you have a ring of pollen around the pool and you brush it all away and it's all floating around the pool? Listen to me. Don't even interrupt me. I'll punch you in the face. And then you (laughs) put the enzymes in and you come back the next week. When you come back the next week, it's not a sticky, yucky pollen line of yellow gook. Well, let me throw this out there to you, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. There's one brand of enzymes out there. You're probably wrong. Used in the industry that I'm aware of that is called an enzyme but doesn't contain any enzymes. And, in fact, the product is actually just a soap. And that product is natural chemistry. Ooh. Is that the one you use? No. <laughs> it's not. I have used natural chemistry before. No, I have not. I do not currently use it. And the enzymes there are just the soap. Pull up the SDS sheet. Take a look. Get the ingredients. Do it in a Google search. Let me see. You'll come back. Soap. I know how to get an SDS sheet. I'm asking if you want specifically like pool perfect or algae, like which one, like that's what I'm asking you. Any enzyme. Fosflock. (laughs) Fosflock. Yep. Fosflock sounds enzymes, like enzymes. No. I know. I'm looking for it. Ooh, the pH of it is 5.5 to 6.5. I'm not seeing the word soap anywhere. Hold on. It doesn't say S O A P. Composition. I told you. you <laughs> Information. <laughs> highlight. Uh, highlight the ingredient and click lookup. Kidding. Oh my. Triazine. Lord. That sounds soapy. <laughs> Like a bubble bath. All right, let's see. In I can't. Tub. Oh my god! Copy a group of surfactants. Okay, so the ingredient is listed as alcohols, comma C nine dash eleven ethoxylated. Okay, but just tell us what it is. Oh my god! I did. It's a group <laughs> of surfactants that are and what's used a surfactant? in waste- Oh my god! That are used in wastewater treatment have been shown to have a positive effect on sedimentation. Surfactant is your, I guess it's soap now, isn't it? Well, you tell me. You're the Google girl. What is a surfactant? Chemical compounds that decrease the surface tension or interfacial tension between two liquids. Which is why you used to use it to sink ducks. I do not sink ducks. Because it pushes the water molecules further apart. It's a wetting agent. The word surfactant means surface active agent. As the name implies, surfactants stir up activity on the surface you are cleaning to help trap dirt and remove it from the surface. Soap. Um, surface active agent. Dish soap is used as a surfactant. Thank you. That said, this is still a great product, but not an enzyme. It does a fantastic job. It is a very potent soap, but that's what makes it have such a higher resistance to chlorine is that the enzymes, which are proteins and amino acids aren't being oxidized because they're not there. Unless I am horribly mistaken in the definition of this chemical, which I'm not fail proof, but 
I don't think I am. Take a look. Let me know. Talkingpools at gmail.com. It's not the enzyme product that I'm using now, but I have used it in the past with great results. Perfectly happy with it. Not my favorite product from the line. That title goes to Pool First Aid, which I use in cases of vandalism because I've not found yet anything that can handle a paint spill or anything along those lines as well as that product, which is also not an enzyme. Right now, I'm using Jack's Super Packs, and I absolutely fucking positively love them for two reasons. One, the ingredients do show that it is actually an enzyme product. Doesn't say what type of enzymes, but it is an enzyme product. The kind, of course, would be proprietary, but I'm happy with that. The other thing is it does seem to last longer in chlorinated water. So that's the product that I'm using right now. As far as Arenda goes, I have no fucking idea what's in their stuff. They don't list it on their SDS sheets. All they list is proprietary, which fine, I get it. They don't want anybody to copy their stuff. But I am super leery about putting things into swimming pools when I don't know what they are. Just my opinion. Oh, you said, here we go. Surfactants may function as emulsifiers, which I was going to say that, and wetting agents, which you said, detergents, which is soap, foaming <laughs> agents, which is also soap, or dispersants. There we go. Also on the list, definition right over here. Sorry about that. Phosphate removers. People don't like them. People think they're a hoax. What's up with that? Um, I use them significantly less now than I used to. When I first learned about phosphates, I believed that I had to remove every single last part per billion from the water, and I would like do. (laughs) I would dump whole bottles in for like a hundred and two hundred and stuff and then eventually i got real fucking tired of having the vacuum to waste what a fucking mess for such a small amount of phosphates (laughs) that you must have created yeah you're out there vacuuming your ass off backwashing Uh this filter repeatedly for a hundred parts per billion so here's the thing are phosphates a problem i always tell everybody i don't i don't do that anymore Phosphates aren't a problem until they're a problem. Which is a good saying because it's true, you know. It really is because you'd like I've had it a couple of times where it's like and you know, you you rule everything else out, you rule out a leak, you rule out what whatever and you're still getting algae and you have like I've had it where I'm getting I have a chlorine level I'm still getting algae and it's like oh my god or sometimes it'll be like you just don't ever have a chlorine level I've had that too where I've just dump in jug after jug after jug and come back and it's all gone and like I said confirmed no leaks because it has stabilizer and then at that point it's like all right give me the phosphate remover well just let me just dump it right in with exception to well saltwater pools it's always an issue Right. We want to keep those levels as low as possible with a saltwater pool because phosphates mm-hmm. do tend to coat things and they will coat the plates inside of that cell, which will Ooh, make it me. more difficult for that cell to produce chlorine. So that's a fact. And the source of phosphates has increased exponentially in the past decade following Flint, Michigan, because municipalities started to add orthophosphate to the water to act as an anti-corrosion product 
So that way, the old lead plumbing underground didn't leach out into the drinking water. So this keeps the lead levels down at people's homes. Every time I decided I was going to like see what the phosphate levels in the pool were, I had to check. Well, not had to, but I made it a point to check the source water because it's like if I'm going to let all this water out, I got to see how much I'm adding back. And if it's just going to be a losing battle, then no, I'm not going to do that. But the point is, is that every pool that I ever that excuse me, that I tested, only like one or two of them had low phosphates out of the tap. Every other one was like 1,500, 1,200. It's insane. It's insane. And it's orthophosphate, which is exactly the type of phosphate that algae needs. Perfect. So here's the thing, though. Is that a problem? Not unless it's a problem when you've tried everything. Well, I'm going to first off say, listen, so if you're saying 10 years ago it was different, yeah, 10 years ago it was different, 20 years ago it was different because the water is different. you got to look at the hand you're dealt, and that's what's coming from the municipality. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Anybody who doesn't check their county water report at least once a year to see what's in the water in the areas that they're maintaining, you're out of your mind. This saves you so many headaches. It tells you what's in the water before you even touch it. What's going to build up those levels, things that you may need to be concerned with that you don't normally test for. But phosphates will be there and those levels will build. And whether or not it's a problem depends on it being a problem, if it is or it isn't. So if you've tried everything else and nothing seems to work and that's the last thing that you haven't done, what the fuck? Give it a shot. What else do you have to lose? Now, if you believe that we should treat phosphates, that's fantastic. I'm not knocking you for it. Some people say it should be less than 100 parts per billion. Ideally, it should be less than 500 parts per billion. That's a number that people work with. But if you want to add phosphate remover as a treatment to keep the phosphate levels low, it is a preventative. We know algae needs phosphate. So yeah, if you take them out, you are less likely to have an algae problem. But Does that mean you're guaranteed to have an algae problem if you leave them in? And the answer there is no. No. It really just depends on how you take care of the pool. How that pool's set up, where that pool is. Are you saying it's my fault? Yes. How dare you? Blame Andrea if your pool turns green. Boo. (laughs) So... There you go. Use it if you want to. Don't. I know folks who do it once a year. I know folks who never treat for phosphates. I know folks who take around a spray bottle and shoot little bits of phosphate remover across the surface every time they're there. Well, we suggested that a couple of episodes ago. That way they never get to a point where they have to backwash or vacuum. Correct. We do that as well. So are any of these things a myth? No. Is what a myth? They're all out there. That blue liquid's been on the shelf for a long time. Maybe it just doesn't live up to the hype. But I got to believe it's still on the shelf, so it's got to do something. Maybe it works for, I mean, I I personally know somebody who swears by it and told me I was fucking nuts for never using it. And I was like, well, you're fucking nuts. So I don't know. So before you give up on it completely, try a different brand. Right. Or Look for one that maybe you don't have to dilute. Maybe try less. It's probably going to be a lot more powerful. I didn't know you had to dilute it. Yeah. You're supposed to dilute it. The majority of them you're supposed to dilute. But yeah. look for something that you don't have to. I guess you're technically supposed to dilute everything, right? Except for... Yeah. Depends on who you talk to. 
So anyway, talking to you. That's what I got, Andrea. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm gonna eat this baked potato that I got earlier. So nice, perfect timing. She's been holding it under her armpit to keep it warm this entire time. Um, I kind of wish I had. I I wasn't doing that, but maybe if maybe the cheese would be a little bit more melty. She got her some of them spud pits. No, I mean, it's from Wendy's. I grabbed it on the way home because I was starving and I didn't want to be hangry when we were recording. Oh, well, thank you. I don't It wasn't like that you. nice of me? Yeah, because usually, <laughs> I mean, you're, you can be really mean. You know what? I, that It's uh, payback for uh, the last time that you were Mr. Fucking Grumpy Gills for like two weeks straight. With that said, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Any questions, send them in, talkingpools at gmail.com. If we use your question on the show, we'll send you a fucking hat. I thought it was a flocking hat. It's a flock it hat, but it is a badass fucking hat. It's a fucking flock it hat. It's a what the flock hat, but it's a badass fucking hat. So I'm going to send you a fucking hat. If you send in a question, we use it on the show. Like us, love us, give us a review. Five stars. Five stars. Andrea gets mad when I say stars. Do they do? I don't think that's a thing unless you're, oh, well, maybe I guess on Spotify. It's fine if you say that. Give us five stars, like us, follow us, share us, love us. Until next time. (laughs) Be good. Be safe. (laughs) Oh, well, I want to say thank you to our sponsors, not just our listeners. Um, There's that. And then, yeah, send us questions. We have an email address. You probably know it. It's talkingpools at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm going to eat this potato. So what's your fucking problem? And go get a glass of water. Quick. Name (laughs) all the sponsors fast. Go. Oh, uh, thanks to our sponsors. We have Aquastar. We have Blu-ray XL. Jack's Magic, of course. Thank you, dog. Jack's Magic. (laughs) Keep going. Um, the, the other, the one that we're. CMHC. CMAC. C-Mac? Oh, yeah. Okay, keep okay. going. Pool Magazine? I don't know if I'm... Su- That's right, Pool Magazine, but I wasn't sure if you want me to say the other ones or not. Go ahead and say it. Who's last? Is why- last but not least? Leslie's? That would be the one. We'll catch you all next yeah. time. Yeah! Be good. All right. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 